0: Five, four, three, two, one. We're live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. Jimmy Garame's show is back in your lives, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back. It's Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. I've missed you guys. Missed everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to... Finally be back here to talk about the craziness that's been going on in the last week since UFC 229. Since the biggest fight in UFC history, McGregor versus Nurmagomedov. You know, there's been so many different questions. There's been, will they get stripped? Will Khabib get stripped? I know we talked about this last week on the show, but like I said, it's been a week. I've had a lot more time to think. There's been a lot more things to talk about, think about, and consider Regarding the situation and at the current moment, you know current state of what was going on when that happened You know the circumstances and all that so a lot of updated information a lot of interesting things I had a lot of points. I wanted to cover on this So that's why we're still talking about UFC 229 a week and one day after so we're gonna talk about that my reactions to it my reactions to Connor post UFC 229 I have some things to talk about right now. I don't want to let, want to spill directly what I'm. I'm going to want to jump right into what I'm talking about until a little bit later because that's going to kill the entire vibe. But some interesting things regarding Connor post UFC 229. My thoughts on Habib. Um, my thoughts on Habib and uh, you know how he handled UFC 229. You know the whole brawl, the whole incident between. Him and Dylan Dennis, Habib jumping over the cage. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna talk about it all. It's just the best, uh, the best you know week I've ever had when it comes to you know having a second opinion on something. I know last week I was like, oh yeah, I think he should be stripped. I don't think, I don't think this should be, you know, he should be fine. Definitely should be fine. I know I had a lot of backlash thoughts last week, meaning that you know those were my first thoughts talking about it since the craziness happened. Mind you, it was UFC 229, and mind you, everything that happened that night was the craziest fucking thing in the world. So it was hard to process all that bullshit and put it all into fruition. So I didn't think my first draft of talking about UFC 229 was going to do as good as I thought. So like I said, I'm happy that a week has gone by because it's given me an opportunity to talk about it again in a lot more updated way. And we're technically supposed to be starting at 11 P 11 a.m. Pacific. But, like I said, thank you to anybody that is joining in. And like I said before, if you're having trouble finding this podcast, it's easily accessible via iHeartRadio, via Spotify. You can find it on Podbean, Podbay, CastBox, FM. It's available on all major podcast platforms. And... For Castbox, it's easy as one, two, three. Creating an account, you provide an email. You create a certain password. You sign in. Every single one of your podcasts that you subscribe to will be available to you on any device that you download. So download Castbox FM in the Google Play Store and the App Store. You can subscribe to my podcast. By the way, this is not an ad. This is me personally representing it. And you know, recommending it for people because it's the best damn podcast app that you can have if you don't have, you know, Apple Podcasts. You know, I like Apple Podcasts, you know, for iPhones and stuff. But if you don't have it and you want the best podcasting app for Android, I say go with CastBox. Okay. Also, we got uh, some, some Bellator... Bellator, two Bellator cards to talk about, mainly just the main event between both of those cards. You know, we had Bader versus Mitrione, we had Chael Sonnen versus Fedor, so we're talking about that as well, and potential opponents for one, Dustin Poirier, who was unfortunately withdrawn from UFC 230 due to complications with, the, with his hip, reoccurring symptoms happen for uh, one. Dustin Poirier, so we'll talk about what's next for him. Also, UFC 229, you know, the fights to make, we talked about it. Now my mind's got a lot more time to process things. I think a potential matchup with Tony Ferguson is is a, a, a green light for me personally. I feel like that will happen for him. And uh, like I said, let's not waste any time. Let's just jump right into it. So, like I said, it's been one week since UFC 229 the craziness that happened, the brawl. The fight was perfect. The fight was amazing performance. Um, I personally want to jump right into what I was just about to say about Connor was the fact that, you know, even though he lost for me as a fan and I'm sure for a lot of other fans, I still feel the exact same about him because, like I was saying before last week's podcast, we said that, you know, it was either going to go one of which ways, which was Connor going to catch him early, was Connor going to do it in the early rounds, stuff a few takedowns, and get it done early? Or Khabib was going to be Khabib and take him down, smash him? Mind you, he did drop him. Don't forget about that. He did drop him. But, you know, arguably, who, who the fuck thought that was going to happen? But we go back to what he was able to do to Connor, And, you know, it, it was arguably it was, it was the best thing to happen. Arguably for Khabib. That's the best way he can win and that's the way, best way that I th- felt that he had a chance to win other than just ground and pounding him like he did he did have connor in a couple of or uh, have him in a, a bad spot early you know with that devastating ground and pound that he was landing and stuff so it was, it, connor was in trouble early so Khabib did what he needed to do that was a solid game plan and um like i said you know he, he cashed in it was a solid performance unfortunately after the po- after the fight You know, the whole thing with Dylan Dennis, he jumps over and, you know, uh, everything happens. You know, after it, basically now I have time, I've had time to think about it. I've had time to sit down. I've had time to analyze everything, put it all together. And, you know, my initial reaction was to be, you know, he should be fined or he should be stripped. No, I don't think he should be stripped because I don't think it was that catastrophically of a crazy thing. It was a crazy ass event. Crazy time, you know. We're in the moment. We're all in the moment. It was Sunday. It was Monday. You know, Sunday and Monday after the craziest night in UFC history is not enough time for me to process these thoughts. So for Habib, I don't think that you know. Obviously, maybe two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine and maybe suspended for three months or something like that. That maybe, maybe so. Maybe something a little bit lighter. I don't think Habib deserves to be punished. You know I wish i I wish no one had to be punished. You know it was a heat of the moment um, a lot of emotions happen. a lot of people, including the champion the champ champ Dan Cormier said that uh kabib never acts like that, so it, it's obvious that Connor is a mastermind at getting into people's skin and getting underneath their skin. Excuse me, I should have said that instead of the other one, and he is uh. He is a, a master of mental warfare, and he happened to ruffle some feathers and had habib uh acting out of character his father said he was gonna uh inflict a punishment worse than the u f c was on Habib when he got home but it seems like the tide's turned on if you paid attention habib's uh instagram and his social media he's uh Hanging out with uh, Vladimir Putin and Russian president. Um, who, what else is Habib? Habib's getting offers from 50 Cent to go fight over in Bellator. Because, you know, the whole thing with the UFC withholding Habib's $2 million purse until a further review on what's going on. You know, every, I'm, 50 Cent. Good, 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 goodness gracious. 50 Cent. Where the fuck did 50 Cent come from in the mixed martial arts world? I know he's been associated with you know, maybe wanting to promote boxing events and stuff, but for him to be in the MMA world, it's just kind of funny. It's, I'm, not, I'm not trashing him or anything. It's kind of cool to see what he's doing with Bellator and stuff. I just, I just don't know where this is going. I, just, I, I really just don't know, but it, it's pretty interesting. But, yeah, you know, his initial, I just don't think, I don't think it was proper for them to hold, withhold his purse. I think once the hearing is done, he should be able to have his purse. I know Connor got his purse, um, and you know that whole brawl thing was that whole brawl was fucking crazy. You know the whole Connor hit first thing, its initial reaction because you know it. it, it it's just it, it's in the heat of the moment. You know you do things after the biggest fight in history. Uh, emotions are still high, tension is still high, and and unfortunate things like that happen. So you know I don't think either party should be severely punished or anything crazy like that. I think it was, you know, like I said, the biggest fight, biggest build-up in UFC history. You know, these guys do not like each other. It was a personal vendetta for both Conor and Habib, you know, and obviously a huge tension between both teams. So, you know, this is kind of a crazy thing to happen, and I don't wish for it to happen in the future. Um, <coughs> but like I said, now that, We've had a week to really digest everything that's happened. I think that, you know, this, honestly, promotionally, this is another side of everything I was talking about. But honestly, on the good side of all this, I think that a rematch would sell better pay-per-view buys than the first fight. Biggest fight in UFC history, it tops the first one, the first meeting. By all means, I feel like that will happen. Um, you know, honestly, there's a lot of talk about this whole bus incident, you know, should the UFC use that to promote their, their, their business, their, their upcoming fight? No, I, I mean, I think it's, it's part of promotion. I, I disagree. I think it's part of promotion. I think that that's something that would build the fight. Unfortunately, it's not a good, an event. it's not a good, it wasn't a good event at the time. You know, a lot of people were traumatized you know, it was a scary event, kind of seemed like a terrorist attack in a way. And it wasn't a fun event for anybody. I don't wish for that to happen to anybody. But, you know, promotion-wise, this, this makes this the fight the biggest fight in history. We're not here to be good guys. We're not here to – to. Um, I mean, UFC's UFC is not here to be good guys. They're not here to be everyone's best friend. You know, they're here to promote a business. They're here to put on the best fights, what's going to get the most asses in the seats, what's going to, you know, put on the best fights, B- best fighters in the world, best be- – biggest – combat sports league and history and you know they're going to look for whatever they can get so this whole thing that happened at uh, UFC 229 post you know post fight is only going to stage bigger things for the rematch it has to there's no way in hell that it doesn't now on to the rematch real quick do I think that Conor McGregor deserves an immediate rematch um I am looking at this from both sides of the equation. So, what I'm doing is I'm thinking about it on a on a physical standpoint. Stylistically, uh the whole build up, you know, we didn't get too much of a crazy build up because, you know, we, we this fight was announced, you know, not too long before it happened. And we didn't get, like, the world tour. So that's what I'm kind of referring to. We didn't get the whole Jose Aldo thing. We didn't get uh, the Floyd Mayweather tour. We just kind of got an announcement at, at a press conference. And everybody got excited. Conor announced he was back. The return of the king. The king returns. Um, we have this great fight on October 6th. And this fight is meant to happen. Okay, after that, we didn't really get too much. So for a rematch... Stylistically, what can Connor do? This is the biggest thing. This is what I've been seeing. This is what I've been thinking as well. But what can Connor do to, uh, to change this? What can he do to change his performance? What would be different if these guys fought in the rematch? We've seen Connor come back from rematches before. We really have. Diaz fight was a perfect example. He looked good. He did fade a lot. He—he didn't you know, That was a sincerely close fight. And I personally thought Diaz could have edged that out, especially with the last takedown in the last round. I love McGregor, but I'm being completely honest based off what I see. And damn, she has a big ass booty. I'm sorry, guys. That's just, I have a fucking girlfriend. I shouldn't be saying that. But, yeah, um, like I said, I feel that Diaz could have edged that fight out. And since then, um, okay, I just completely like lost my train of thought, but what I was going to say was, uh, I forgot, I freaking forgot I got thrown off track. I sincerely apologize. It sounds so bad. Oh, okay. Don't you just hate when you get stupid tweets? Um... I was talking about Conor. Let me brainstorm for like 30 seconds. I was talking about Conor. Ah, stylistically, what he can do to change. Um, You know, like I said, I felt like Diaz won, could have won that second fight. Um, He definitely won the first fight. It was a close fight. Conor had a lot of good moments in the first and second fight. So, you know, there's no doubt about it, you know, that Conor's knockdowns could have, you know, simplified the win and made the win a lot more convincing but you know i feel if if they fight 10 times i mean i feel that it will be evenly matched cuz you know those two guys match up very well and it makes for a very exciting fight so when it comes to habib um i'm i'm really uncomfortable with the way that i'm wording this i'm really uncomfortable with how you know i i have I, when you're a part of this for so long and you're unbiased and you 're completely honest and you 're a fan versus you know being realistic with a lot of things as a lot of fight fans and people at breakdown fights do you know I, I just don 't think that there 's th- that much that Connor can do within an immediate rematch, like if he 's talking early two thousand and nineteen a, a few months from now, um, six months from now, maybe in July of next year, maybe that would be enough time, but for right now, immediate rematch on the, on my other side of the, of my of the equation, I feel maybe he should get a third fight in with Diaz. You know, no for no for no belt, a third fight with Diaz or something like that. Uh, maybe a warm up fight. I don't really want to see Conor in any warm up fights because now he's just at this point where um, it's a big ass it's a big ass fight. No matter who he's fighting, it doesn't matter. A non title fight. Uh, maybe a, a Tony Ferguson. If that were to come to conclusion, you know, say Conor beats Tony, and then goes from Tony to Khabib rematch, by all means, I think that would be that'd be fun. But immediate rematch currently right now, I just don't think that that's the right move to do. We don't even know what the hell's going on with the suspension, so we don't know what's going on. Uh, those hearings are are coming up pretty soon. Um, we don't know. I don't expect for it to be a crazy ass suspension or anything if if so um, that's going to thwart and halt what can currently go on I don't know if the UFC wants to do an immediate rematch I don't know if you know I feel honestly uh, scratch this last thing I said I was just about to say that I feel like they don't have enough to promote promote this fight again but they have so much promotion from the first fight. And, and the short amount of time that we had in the first fight, we had so much promotion in that first fight to promote the second fight because of the aftermath of what happened after USC UFC 229. I mean, it's, it, it's big enough to sell. I mean, you look at Russian fans. You look at the Irish fans. You look at both sides. You look at the fan base. It's, it, it's enough to sell. I promise you that. I just, uh, I just don't want to see it late. I don't want to see it early. You know, I think it was like four months when Conor first fought Diaz, like the, after he fought him. It was like four months later or something like that. Maybe four months that he could fight Khabib again. Does Khabib want to take this fight? I did see a report saying that Khabib turned down a $15 million payday rematch for Conor McGregor. So we don't really don't know. That was a report. Like I said, nothing official or anything like that. But um I didn't. I didn't. um I, I don't know. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I would like to see it. I think they have a lot of history together. I think that what happened definitely just doesn't seem like it's over. Just in my heart and just sitting down and thinking about it, you know, like Connor said, it's, it's not over. Like, it's, it just doesn't feel over. You know, that short amount of promotion that we had, the, the, the little space in between that we had, it just didn't seem like for it to be the biggest fight in UFC history and the amount of promotion that was ha- that had, it had, and the least amount of interviews and stuff, and the press conferences, it just didn't seem like it was enough. Like, personally, I didn't feel like I got to enjoy it for that much, for that long, and that's kind of what it is. So I definitely feel a rematch is warranted. It should happen. Should Connor get the next crack immediately? Like, oh, automatically, is this his next fight for the title? Um, I think it's unfair to, Obviously, Tony Ferguson um, got Dustin Poirier, but currently injured right now. Um, for Tony, I think that you know it, it, the UFC is kind of in a, a corner right now. If you want to talk about upcoming fights or whoever deserves the next crack, you're kind of we're kind of fucked as it is because Poirier is injured right now. Hopefully, he can return. Um, Diaz isn't in the mix. Diaz said he wants to fight. Khabib, I don't know. I don't know how if the UFC would want to back that, or um, there's Ferguson. But the thing is, I just don't know how promotional, how the UFC wants to go after that kind of fight because of what happened. I mean, we've had this fight come to us four times, Tony versus Habib four times. It's fallen through. Four times, you think it's, it's 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 like getting excited for something. It's like it's like somebody telling you they're going to do something for you, and you get all excited about it, and boom, it doesn't happen. Okay, second time, boom, doesn't happen. Third time, doesn't happen. You realize like the last two times that that fight didn't come together. Tony tripped over a cord. We were in fight. We were at fight week. Tony trips over a cord, uh, blows his knee out, has to get surgery. The time before that. Habib shows up to the weigh-ins, and, he, and his body shuts down. He's not able to make the weight. Okay. So we waited all that time. I called it the best fight in lightweight, or, yeah, best title fight in lightweight history for, like, the longest time. You know, it's like, I just don't know what's going to happen. I was just psyched for that fight, and it doesn't happen. I, I don't want to sit through. I mean, stylistically, I do like to see it. The Tony is amazing. He's fantastic. He is young crown champion, former champion, uh, or well, former interim champion. If you want to be correct technically, but, um, and I think stylistically, both of these guys need to fight. Both of these guys need to fight. Both of these people need to compete with each other. Cause you know, there's just been this long list of people that haven't been able to get over and get through the craziness and ferociousness and the crazy grappling, crazy pressure, crazy wrestling of Khabib. And many people have thought, including myself, that Tony Ferguson could be the guy to do that. He could be the guy to withstand the crazy barrage of, of pressure that Khabib brings. Because Tony is a guy who pressures people as well. And he could stop takedowns. He's funky. He's good off the ground. He has ruthless elbow strikes. Um, he's unpredictable. He's goofy. Um, he's un yeah. He's very he's unorthodox, unpredictable. Great wrestling. Great submissions. Great knockout power too. He can hurt Khabib. You know, has an excellent jab. It's just a matter of if he can stop the takedowns and avoid being smashed. You know, I, I think. Tony can bust Khabib up off the ground, to be honest with you. And I think stylistically it's a very interesting fight. So so if they can put that fight together and have an alternate of, of a backup, you know, potentially put Kevin Lee in there as an alternate backup. I know he's going to be fighting Ally Quinta, but it, it, maybe put an alternate backup in for that fight just in case anything happens so we're not struggling, so the UFC is not trying to jump to barriers, so they're not trying to pull other fights to replace the current fight that – Didn't go through. I don't. I don't want to see none of that. I want to see. um, I want to see. I want to see Tony versus Khabib. And I. I, This is some like honest breaking news. Like this is some things that just really. This really just came to mind. Like that's the next thing I want to see. I think that's a fight to make. Obviously, fourth time is no charm. You know. Obviously, third time's a charm in a lot of people's books. A lot of people use that that term. But it wasn't even the third time. It Wasn't even the fourth time. You know how fucking disgusted I was after seeing that? I, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't think this fight's happening. Back when that happened. But I will set aside my personal feelings for this. And I will just go with the flow. And I won't think of anything bad. I, don't think, I won't think that this fight's not going to happen. I'm not going to be negative. I'm just going to pray to the, 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 the fight gods to hope that this fight can happen. Because that's the next fight, the biggest fight to make. Hopefully, Habib has some interest in it. He didn't necessarily, uh, he didn't necessarily uh, commit to that. Really, didn't show too much interest in it. But stylistically, it's still f- a fun fight to think about, and that's something else. Um, yeah. So going back to one notorious Conor McGregor, I think that you know he still has great fights. I said this about, I said this after the fight. This is one of the things that I said that, you know, even though he lost, in my opinion, he's still one of the best in the world. He's still one of the most popular fighters in the world. He sends one tweet, one photo, one like. The whole world goes fucking crazy. He he does one little interview. The whole world knows about it. His promotion, the way that Conor promotes himself, you know, the the the, the star power that he generates off of his name, off of the things that he does, the videos, the posts, the fights, the, the, the press conferences, et cetera. He, he does enough, he has enough star power to generate millions of people wanting to watch. I and mean, look at the pay-per-view, pay-per-view buys for UFC 229. Look at all Connor's pay-per-view buys. They're high-ass numbers because he's fighting on that card. So he generates enough. That's why I said earlier that any fight that he competes in next has to be a big fight. It, it's not going to be like a, oh, contender you know, fight one fight become the champion. If he fights, it's going to be big money fights no matter who he's fighting. That's what kind of fighter Conor is. And um, for him, like I said, I feel like he's popular enough to where, you know, it's rare. Because, you know, we think about other fighters and they lose. Yeah, they lose. Oh, they're fading. They're stylistically not in it anymore. I can't handle it. Blah, blah, blah. All those excuses that we all come up with as fight fans. You know, I just don't make those for Conor. He's just popular enough in my head to, you know, you can don't lose like a billion in a row. Don't be losing like back-to-back and starched and stuff. I mean, it was obvious. We thought about this. We thought about the way he could potentially lose. So we shouldn't be surprised. It's not like we're going in thinking, oh, every single fighter, every single fight he goes into, he's going to get like knocked out or submitted or something like that. It's a different fight. Every single fight. um, And it's a different, you know, every fight's a different fight. So. You know, it's it, it Styles. Styles make fights. That's a big thing. And that's what happened. But, um, you know, he's enough. he has enough star power to where him losing doesn't personally affect me. You know, just if anything, I, I still admire, the, admire him the same. And he is still the same fighter. Still the same, you know, still entertaining to watch. You know, most popular fighter in, in mixed martial arts history. And that will never change. So, for Connor Going back to what I was saying originally, I know I jumped subjects. I know I just talk super fast. I like um, it, it's what what's next for him. I You know, like I said, there is still some fights for him. There is a third fight with Diaz. I, I don't really know how much steam a fight with GSP has at this point. I don't know how much a fight with Tyron Woodley has at this point for him. But right now I see him having a rematch with Habib. And then having a fight with Diaz for the third time. It's funny because you can't even personally map out five fights from Decker down the line. I mean, all I can think about is the Diaz fight. All I can think about, I made mean, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, uh, Nate Diaz three, um, hubby rematch. That's all I can personally think about right now. So, I mean, it's not like we're going to get those all. We still have Connor around for a very long time, I, I feel like. But, um, for fights, you know, we like to think about the future and all of us, I'm pretty sure try to make fights after fight nights happen, try to create new fights and think about potential fights for the future. And that's what we do. But yeah. So like I said, Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz, Habib, that's who I think Connor should fight next. Habib, obviously I want to see him fight Tony Ferguson. Same for Tony Ferguson. I think he deserves it. He, he was out. He came back. He looked good. That was a fun fight between him and Anthony Showtime Pettis. And I feel that they definitely did deserve a fight of the night. And, you know, props of Anthony Pettis. Throw him in the mix, too. I feel like he definitely is a part of the mix. He did. <coughs> <coughs> he did. Excuse me. Oof. Sorry if you hear my gulping. I've been like having some serious allergies or something lately. I've been coughing a lot. Coughing, um, sinuses are kinda of clogged. But um I'm powering through it. That's the only thing that matters. So back to what I was saying. I felt that Pettus looked good and I think I think a Pettus in the in the in the um in the mix as well. I mean you got realistically we got Poirier, we got Tony Ferguson, we got um Kevin Lee, we got Um, And Connor, we got Connor, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Kevin Lee, Justin Gaethje's right there. I mean, what what else can we do? What other fights are there? There's a lot, and you know it's going to look good. I'm interested. I'm really excited for Khabib. I think he's a superstar. I I'm, I'm curious to see his legacy. All this talk of him wanting to box Floyd Mayweather. Goodness gracious, <laughs> it's kind of fucking crazy. I, I I have no interest in that fight whatsoever. I don't think Habib would would do any good against Floyd. I, I'm being completely honest. I will bet every single paycheck I have for the next three months if Habib can if Habib. I, no, no, better yet, I will bet three months of checks that Habib does not touch Floyd Mayweather. He doesn't touch him. You thought Conor got beat by Floyd? I'm not saying Conor did fantastic against Floyd for performance or his first ever boxing fight. But you thought Conor didn't look, look bad? Look at Khabib's didn't even start with striking. That's the thing. He's, he's gained it over time. I mean that what he dropped Connor with was with devastating, crazy Bob Cook, K, aka American Kickboxing Academy, in San Jose. You know it takes time, but for 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 Khabib to fight Floyd Mayweather, that's insanity. That's crazy. I don't see how anybody would be interested in that. It's a weird fight. Dagestani wrestler against one of the best boxers of all times, Connor. Conor's argument is that you know he wanted to test himself, and his argument was that he's a stand-up striker. And he 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 brings all the different angles. He he he's uh, elusive. His timing, his accuracy is all on point. And and, and it was stylistically a, a technical, fun fight. And versus Habib, Habib's not known for his striking, so he's going to get in a striking matchup with Floyd and look horrible. I don't know what was in their drug, or what the hell was in their water, or the food they've eaten, but Habib getting offers from 50 Cent, um, uh, him responding, to all these people, you know, I mean, he's exploding, superstardom for sure, but it's just all weird, it's kind of all weird to take in right now, <laughs> it's just craziness. like I said, a lot of crazy shit has happened. Uh, Definitely has happened since uh, UFC 229. And that's the thing. All this shit has been happening in less than a week. I've been seeing all this shit every single day. So everything that's been happening has just been happening. And it's been crazy. Damn. But pretty fucking insane, honestly. UFC 229 was a crazy one. And I'm pretty sure we're going to really continue talking about that, honestly. Um, But let's move on along from 229 to UFC 230 which originally didn't have a main event the longest time. A lot of debate. Could it have been Poirier versus Diaz? Fantastic main event. I wish that could have happened. Um, That doesn't happen. Um, It's crazy because it goes from not having a main event to being so close to not having a main event announced to potentially having Diaz versus Poirier. The whole talk of the 165-pound division, that getting shot down, you know, both Diaz and Poirier participating in it, quote-unquote, announcing uh, a rival of the 165-pound division, which was completely inaccurate. Um, to that not happening, to Nate saying he's not fighting, or to that fight um, not being five rounds. To Valentina Shevchenko taking on Shahara Eubanks. But craziness, I forgot one detail. Valentina was originally set to fight Joanna already, and they pulled her from that fight so Valentina could fight Sahara, Sejara Eubanks at UFC 230. She pulled Valentina from a fight that was already scheduled, fantastic fight between her and Joanna Young-Jacek, which is originally back on now. So UFC 230 has a main event. UFC 230 is headlined by none other than Daniel DC Cormier taking on. Crazy, get ready. Derek, the black beast, Lewis, who has amassed a crazy amou- amount of followers and immediate attention since his UFC 229 uh, uh, post-fight speech, his Instagram, I think, at the beast underscore UFC, or the black beast, something like that. Let me, I'll pull it up in a second. It's not that important. But you can follow Derek Lewis. He's very interesting. Um, very fun character. Very, very, very... Uh, Entertaining guy, so like I said, his balls was hot, so (laughs) that led to him getting a million. Derek Lewis has a million followers on Instagram. Derek fucking Lewis has a million followers on Instagram. It's crazy. It's crazy what promotion could do. That's how. That's how. That's how you know promotion. Self promotion stands out, and that's how you know that. um, You know. Like I said, promotion stands out. You know, this is a you're self-made in this sport. You create your own brand technically, and you decide on how you promote yourself. So, Derek Lewis versus Daniel Cormier. Ooh, is it too early to talk about it? I do not think so. I just, I kind of feel like it's too soon to talk stylistically. I just think it's a terrible fight for Derek Lewis. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Love Derek Lewis. Love his fan fit the style. He can end a fight in one punch. He's not out of a fight. Literally, with seconds left, uh, he was not out of a fight. He can end the fight with one shot. It's devastating ground to pound. Uh, And he hits like a fucking truck. So, you know, it's a dangerous fight for DC if he gets clipped. But I think Daniel Cormier is just too smart. He's too quick. He mixes it up too well. He can wrestle... um, he can strike with you. He can put crazy amounts of pressure on you. He flips guys. He throws guys in the air. Um, look what he did to Josh Barnett. who's kind of nearing the same size as Derek Lewis. Maybe Derek's a little bigger. But Daniel Cormier is undefeated at heavyweight. His last fight he knocked out Steve the longest reigning champion in heavyweight history, to become the champion, the double champion. You know, he's looked good at heavyweight. He's looked good at light heavyweight. Doesn't have to cut any weight. Obviously, I didn't know that he was coming back so soon because I thought he was still recovering from a hand injury, but that's not the case. We get Cormier versus Lewis. Beef started back at the press conference when they talked about uh, Cormier disrespecting Popeye's chicken. So like Ariel Hawani said on his show, Area Hawani MMA show, that, you know, it was a uh, it, it was a breath of fresh air after the craziness of UFC 229. So it's a fun fight. Uh, like I said, going back to it, stylistically, I think Cormier outclasses Lewis with, with the cardio standpoint. You know, wrestling, I think Cormier can smash. Will Cormier will smash Derek Lewis? I'm not saying Derek Lewis can't win with one punch, but it's it's just so unlikely. That shit is not gonna fucking happen. I, I honestly, I I I bet. I will bet. I will bet on this one. This will not happen. I will make my predictions after this. Might as well even make them online. But uh, or like why well, we're online right now? But uh, I just don't. I just don't think that um, Derek Lewis can keep up with Cormier. He, he's 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 fast, but he's not fast. He he's kind of like you know he he's good, but he, like a fast paced striker. You know, someone that's always going to be in your face, you know, making you work like Cormier, I just think it's a bad matchup for him, terrible, a terrible matchup. And I think the pressure of Cormier, the ground and pound of Cormier, you know, the top game, the power, He can, he's going to finish Derek Lewis by submission or he's going to stop him by strikes. Cormier is going to outclass him with wrestling, with grappling, and he's going to outpace him and, and use his superior cardio that only has a little bit of time to get ready for, you know. He's going to use his cardio, but he has, he's had great cardio, but he only has a little bit of a window to get ready for this fight because it's a short-notice fight. But he's going to use his superior cardio, his superior skills to outclass Derek Lewis. Boom, heavyweight title defense. After that, what's next for DC? Is this, are we going to see the Brock Lesnar fight? That's the biggest question. A lot of people are talking about it. Um, I think it's going to happen. I'm still confident in that. I do think so. I do think that fight's going to happen. Um, what do I think of a potential third fight with John Jones? I would like to see it at heavyweight, personally. I don't really have interest in seeing it at light heavyweight, but there's this argument going around that, you know, he wants to fight him at the weight class that he beat him at. But Cormier is retiring next March when he turns 40. So does John have interest in fighting DC? It doesn't seem to be. As of recently, I, I-, I think he wants to. I think Cormier wants to. I think that that'll be a superiorly fun fight. You know, biggest rivalry in MMA history. One of the biggest rivalries that we've had. And it's an unforgettable, unforgettable one, excuse me. You know, the whole brawl at the press conference, Cormier walking up to Jones uh, pushing, Jones pushing, uh, uh, DC pushing Jones and Jones pushes, uh, goes up, hits him. Um, the whole thing with Dave Schaller, the whole, the craziness at the end, GM was fucking insane. So we'll never forget the rivalries that those guys had. So, you know, if a third fight happens, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, it would be an odd ending for the career for Cormier because he never got to right the wrong against the only man to beat him. Um, but you know, he wants to retire by 40. Then I completely honor that Derek Lewis, Brock Lesnar. I'll be fine with that. It's official. He's fighting Derek Lewis, so we don't have to worry about that. It's just a Brock Lesnar fight. If that's going to come to fruition, then by all means, I'm ready to see that one. So, Derek Lewis versus Daniel Cormier, there you have it. UFC 230 coming up on November 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Also, speaking of light heavyweights, and speaking of 205 pound division, and Daniel Cormier, a man related to him, we just literally talked about him, is Former UFC light heavyweight champion John Jones fights Alexander Gustafson officially at UFC 232. And um, wow. Just wow. We get a replay. We get a rematch of one of the best light heavyweight fights of all time. We get a, we get a, uh, we get a taste of 2018 version of John Jones. And we get to see Gustafson back. I mean, if you remember in last his, his last fight, you're only as good as your last fight. That's what I hear a lot. Look at how damn good John looked in his last fight. Look how damn good Gus looked in his last fight. Both of these fighters are going to be great. Both of these fights are going to be great. Now, we got Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg on that fight part as well, Coming event. Um, and, like I said, in the main event, we got Jones-Gustafson. It was a very close fight the first time. Uh, that was the most tested we've ever seen the champion, John Jones. Our former champion. That's the most tested we've seen him. That's the most adversity. That was the closest he was to losing a fight on the judges' scorecards and ever in anybody's mind. The most damage he's ever taken in the fight. And he was busted up. Remember the post-fight pictures? Both of him and Gustafson in the hospital? It was a crazy scene. It's a rematch. Like I said, I'm excited for it because we haven't seen John and we've seen John training outside of the cage and stuff since he's been on this whole USADA thing and the investigation, you know, I'm thankful that we get the champ back. I'm, I'm thankful we get to have John back. I'm thankful that this whole thing with USADA, despite the controversy with all of this and all the suspected rumors, 30 month sentence taken off, 30 months taken off, the whole thing, just stylistically fan wise and fight wise, I'm happy to have John back. I think this is a fantastic fight. The first fight was great. And I'm pretty damn sure the second fight will be more and surpass the first fight for sure. A finish will happen in this fight. That is one of my predictions. Okay, moving on. We're at right, 42 minutes on this episode of the GME Show. So, like I said, for those people that don't know how to access the show or are having trouble. Accessing the show, we are available via iHeartRadio. We are available via Spotify. I have a story to tell you guys, too, by the way. Um, we are also available on Castbox, Podbay, Podbean, Player.fm. Like I said, download Castbox in the Google Play Store, App Store, Apple App Store if you want to, and create your account, sign in, keep all your podcasts together, all in one spot on multiple devices. My personal preference you should have for sure on there, subscribed, is the Jimmy Kimmel May Show. So like I said, castbox.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, et cetera. So before we continue, I hope you guys had a great weekend because I went to a wedding for the first time. It's crazy as it sounds, first time I went to a wedding. So like I said, you know, there's drinks at weddings, I'm um, a fun guy, you know. It's a wedding. Have fun. Get fucked up. Celebrate your family's uh, accomplishments. Two lovebirds finally tying the knot. So me being me, I went up for first to the drink table. I got a drink. I then got Crown Royal and Coke, Coca Cola, mixed it together. They make mixed drinks. So I think I literally had like seven different drinks that day. No, not seven different drinks, but seven different, like, you know, not seven different types, but seven helpings of the same thing. 90% was the same thing. There was one time where I didn't have the same thing. I had some champagne too, I think, and some wine as well, but a Moscato or something like that, but I got fucked up. We were in a church. I threw up on the church. I'm going to hell. Jesus Christ. I was just, my stomach gave out on me. I was so, I was just like, oh. God. Look <laughs> my little cousin, excuse me, was watching me. I was like, Oh shit, I gotta throw up, man. I I really threw up twice. It was terrible. But yeah. I got fucked up on that week on the weekend and um now I come back and here we are. It was a fun it was a fun one. Definitely had a lot of fun. But um yeah, I mean now it's a new week and now we get to wait for more crazy events, crazy news, fight breakdowns, fight fight news, fight announcements, fight cards. We get a lot of shit to uh, be interested and excited for in the next coming weeks. That's how it is in the MMA world. We're, we're here 365 days of the week, of, of the year, <laughs> excuse me, 365 days of the year, of the week. That just makes no fucking sense at all. Ooh, excuse me. So like I said... Also, UFC 231, we get Valentina versus uh, Ioana, which is stylistically a very fun, very entertaining fight. Uh, stylistically, it's a great fight. I'm glad the fight came back. Like I said, I, I I didn't think that Shahara Eubanks versus Valentina Shevchenko was a fight to make. You know, it was literally like after the whole Nico thing, the Nico Montano thing, I think that it was Valentina versus anybody, honestly. So scratch that last thought. I didn't mind. But for a main event of UFC 230, I didn't think that that fight would be a fight to sell the main event and, and you know, be a great candidate for a main event fight. But I, just, I, I, I didn't disapprove of the matchup. But personally, my mind was, was stuck on Valentina versus Joanna, So I was kind of disappointed when that fight was taken away originally. But now we get it back. And now that's an exciting fight. And we get to enjoy it as fight fans. So, moving on down to potential opponents for Dustin Poirier. Tony Ferguson comes to mind, but also, like I said, there's just so many factors that comes to this, is um, if Habib's still suspended, if they get indefinite suspensions, which is rumors that I am hearing that they will be suspended indefinitely. Um, I don't know if maybe Dustin and, and, and Tony can fight. If that's, that's that's a good fight right there. How about that? That is the next contender. Um, that is a potential uh, fight in the making. That could be a great fight. Fantastic fight. Fun fight. Whoever wins gets a title shot, for sure. You can't run from that. I mean, Tony's ranked number one. Connor's to two. Poirier's number three. By all means, that's a great fight. Tony's one. Dustin's three. Connor's too, but I don't see them doing the rematch right away. So, um, Stylistically, I think that's a fun fight. Poirier brings it. Tony Ferguson brings it. Poirier's on fire right now. He's looked good. Um, he's fantastic. Um, Tony's fantastic. Like I said, what he was able to do in a short amount of time recover, come back, and, and, and looks better than ever. Um, We didn't really get to see the full extent of how good he looked due to the fact that that fight ended in the second round, in between rounds, because Pettis broke his hand. Um, We'd like to see that fight run back, too. So I think that would be a great rematch, too. Five rounds, but that would be real fun. But um, Poirier could potentially fight, you know, Kevin Lee, the winner of Kevin Lee, or he could fight Tony Ferguson. Kevin Lee versus an ally at Quinto, by the way. So that's going to be... Great fight too. I can't wait for that one. My knees locked up because I've been sitting on my ass very uncomfortably for almost like an hour. Not too uncomfortably, but just it's kind of like to where my ass hurts. But yeah, so Dustin can fight Tony or get a title shot. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, it's either Tony or someone a little bit lower. But I don't see Dustin taking any fights that's not for the title. So. We'll see what happens. This whole thing's crazy. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Then we'll have more information as time moves along. So last but not least on today's episode of the g MMA show, episode 160. Arguably, we have 170 because the segments episodes that we did before. But anyways, Bellator happened. Uh, I think it was Bellator 206 and Bellator 207. Matt Mitrione took on Ryan Bader. It was a crazy fight. It was a not a crazy fight. It was a kind of a interesting fight, you know, stylistically. You know, Matt Mitrione's big guy. He's light on his feet. He's knockout power. Um, very elusive. You know, moves like a light heavyweight or essentially like a middleweight. Yeah, light heavyweight. And you know, uh, it was really interesting to see him against Ryan because Ryan. For all Ryan Bader, throughout his entire career, has fought at 205 pounds, and he's been very dominant. He was like number four in the UFC when he left. Knockout win over Alir Latifi, uh, finishes uh, Antonio Nogueira uh, with strikes, goes to Bellator, fights Phil Davis, wins the world title, defends the world title against Linton Vassell, knocks out King Mo. Ryan uh, and he. Now, recently, just beat Matt Mitrion convincingly. I don't want to hear about all the bullshit. Oh, he just wrestled him. He leg-humped him. No, he used an effective strategy. If you look at it, Ryan, Ryan's last two fights, he hasn't taken a single punch. He hasn't taken any damage. I mean, if you look what he he starts King Mo in like 15 seconds. How are you getting mad at him for that? Perfect scenario for Ryan since he's went over to Bellator. Because if he was in the UFC right now, he'd probably be fighting for a world title or essentially be the champion if Cormier wasn't. If Cormier wasn't the champion and say his title got vacant, he would have a strong case of being a champion. If John and Gustafson weren't there, if John's John's there, then no way he's a champion. But you know, you, you get what I mean. You, you'd already be in a top contender spot there. So he goes to the second organization, second best organization on the planet, wins a world title, looks impressive. You know, he's in his prime and he's looked good. And since this whole announcement of this fucking tournament, I've picked Bader. I thought Bader was the most, the youngest, the most athletic, not the youngest, youngest, but like the most athletic and, you know, youngest in his career and the most decorated and, you know, the most disciplined. He's looked good. Bader's looked good. Look, uh, you know, that fight with Phil Davis is weird. he, He wins the world title. Um... Like I said, he stopped Linton Vassell and knocked out King Mo, and now he's beaten Matt Mitrion. So Ryan's had, let's see, one, Phil Davis, he's had Matt Mitrion, Linton Vassell, and King Mo. So he's four fights in at Bellator, um, potentially lining up to become a two-division champion. Four fights in Bellator, two division champion already. Holy fucking shit! Ryan Bader is on fucking fire. That's for sure. Um, now he will be fighting the legend, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, Fedor Emelianenko. Exciting fight. I'm curious. I'm scared. I'm really scared. Fedor can hit, and we're going to get to Fedor in a second. But yeah, Ryan has been my pick. I've followed Ryan for a very long time. Uh, really excited. Um one of my favorite fighters of all time. Honestly. I really enjoy his his work, ethic, his attitude, just his personality, how he fights, his discipline. You know, he's a great fighter. Very, very fun fighter I watch, in my opinion. He can knock you out, he can uh he can um submit you, he can beat you down, wrestle you, take you down. It's a fun fighter. Fun fighter to watch. I picked him. He's fighting Fedor. Fedor just dismantled Chael Sonnen. We're not even going to jump right into the next Bellator event cuz will not talking about the main event, but he beat the fuck out of Chael Sonnen. I love Chael Sonnen. But every punch he was throwing on the ground, his ground and pound, he was just blasting him like it seemed like Chael was a little kid in there. Every time Fedor hit him, he hurt him. Dropped him within like the first 15 seconds. Had him in bad trouble. Um, Chael did get, get him down and hold him down and control him for a few minutes, but at the end of the day, it was just Fedor. You know, you see Chael try to wrestle with, with Fedor. Fe, Fedor just shrugged him off like a little kid. Just shrugged him off. Like there was a complete, it felt, you know, it felt like there was this completely different size and strength advantage in there. And they weren't even too far away from each other, weight wise. But Fedor dominates Chael Sonnen. He ran through Chael Sonnen. It looked absolutely great. Um, he, he got hurt early on in the Frank Mir fight. Um, like, seconds in. Everything's seconds in on today's show. He beats Frank. Um, he beats... Uh, he beats Frank now. I feel like Fedor has fought somebody else since then, too. So he's beaten Frank Mir. He just beat... Chael Sonnen now he gets to fight Ryan Bader how's that gonna go stylistically it's an interesting fight and I think personally that Ryan is disciplined he's very smart he knows Fedor is strong he knows that Fedor hits hard he knows that Fedor is fast <coughs> <coughs> fucking cough man and he knows that it's going to be a dangerous fight, and he can get knocked out at any point. So I think that Bader possesses a kind of power that Fedor doesn't want to mess with. And I think that Bader can use his wrestling. He can avoid the stand-up. He can knock Fedor out. He can. Is it smart to try to stand and trade Fedor? I don't think so. I mean, we haven't seen too much with Ryan's stand-up. In the last couple fights because he's won so quickly. Other than the fact that he knocked King Mo, Mo out in like 15 seconds, but the strongest and the smartest strategy for me would be for him to take uh, Fedor down and beat him up and just you know beat, beat up, beat up, beat up the old legend in Fedor. Uses devastating ground and pound. Uses use top game to apply pressure. Uses top game to shut down Fedor's offense, which is his striking. He's mainly known for his great striking. Stand up, Sambo. One of the best in the world. Fedor's dominant, and he's looked good. Other than the fight with Matt Mitrione, um, he's looked good. You know, in Bellator at least. You know, the whole Fabio Maldonado fight was crazy. um, But you know, we're talking about Bellator current current state. You know, he dispatched Frank Mir, dispatched Chael Sonnen, stopped them both with strikes. Looked fantastic. So it makes for a stylistically interesting fight. I think it's the most dangerous fight for Bader in this whole matchup. So it's exciting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if, if that is it, let's see what else we have before we can get out of here. Let me see. Ch-ch-ch-ch. My legs are so fucking tired. Chael Sonnen on Bellator loss. Physically, everything hurts. Emotionally, I'm heartbroken. You got to love Chael, though. You got to give him props for, for... I mean, Chael fought at 185 for years. That was his mainstay. Then he fought at 205 pounds a little later on towards the end of his UFC career. He's looked good. Uh, he, he submitted Shogun. He's, he's fought um, Vanderlei Silva. He's beaten Rampage. Um, Shell comes up short in the second fight with, uh, against Fedor in the tournament. And, and, you know, it's an unfortunate thing, though. He's a great analyst. He's a great fighter, great commentator, great, great for the sport, very knowledgeable guy, very fun guy. And uh, you know, a guy that's truly close to the sport, a guy I really admire a lot. So, you know, all all respects to Chael. Um, he did say that he is the number one contender like heavyweight in uh, Bellator. So it'd be interesting to see what uh, <laughs> see what what they do with that if he claims to have a title fight with Ryan Bader. Jesus fucking Christ! That's a long night for Fader. That's a long night for Ryan. Oh, not Ryan. It's a long night for Chael. I just think that's stylistically like a bad matchup. I'm gonna try to stand up and watch my legs collapse. Like the other day, I was um, my I was I was so I was sitting down smoking a um, smoking a a, a pipe weed, obviously, you know me. And um, I, my feet fell asleep. Both my feet fell asleep. I tried to get up and I fell on my ass because my feet gave out. <laughs> so it was pretty fucking insane. But yeah, I'll stand up real quick. But um, yeah, like I said, guys. That is it for our show, like I said. <clears throat> and UFC 229 is wrapped up. Like I said, um, more to come within the next, like, you know, within the next couple weeks, next couple days. There's always something trending on that uh, has to do with UFC 229. So it's, um, it's still going to be in the news for a while. So I, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, like I said, congrats to Habib on a dominant performance. Um, congrats, respects to how Connor handled the loss, how he, um, how he's not shied away. He's not uh, gone, like, hidden. You know, he's he, he still very much active on social media. He still is as popular as ever. He's vid- visiting my favorite team, Dallas Cowboys. So that was great to see. Um, and, you know, he's living life, living large. Millionaire. $100 million in that Floyd Mayweather fight. He's good. Plus this plus this payday and plus everything else that he's made. All the investments. McGregor fast and conditioning. August McGregor. Proper 12. You still got to get that on this podcast and, and talk about it and get drunk. Get drunk as fuck. I just don't know how the production's going to be. Because if I'm too, like, fucked up or something, I'll probably just forget to, like, save the audio. uh forget to, that I'm on a podcast and probably, like, fall asleep or pass out. I'm notorious for doing that, though. That's the thing. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, that's it. thank you to everyone that tunes in um, to this. Like I said, congrats to all who fought on UFC 229. Congrats to Ryan Bader. Um, congrats to Fedor. Can't wait for that one. We'll see that one, I think, next year. July, January of next year, so we'll get to see that, and uh, I can't wait for that one. It's gonna be a good one. So, congrats! You guys know where to find me at um, G Meeker underscore maybe via Snapchat handle on Instagram and Twitter and are both the same at G Meeker MMA, Facebook slash KB Baby One Two Three. Um, one more time, like I said, if you're having trouble finding this podcast or any podcast available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodBay, Podbean, CastBox, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. G. your Mamey, out, baby.